Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Quinn Grove is joining us, 1034, in the zone, as he does during the football season. We're just getting a little jump on it. Quinn is uh, joining us from Parts Unknown. Hi, Quinn. How are you? What's going on, buddy? Buddy, I'm great. We're in the uh, we're in the doldrums for sports talk, but I'm happy to have a little break before this is the calm before the storm, so to speak, for an overused term. Yeah. But yeah, what are you up to? Well, right now I'm chasing my little dog. Right now she's got something in her mouth that I'm trying to get out. So if you hear me out of breath, that means I'm doing some physical activity. Okay. But uh, other than that, I'm doing good. Well, good. I'm doing good. Yeah. When do you start prepping for the season? Actually, I, I've started already. Oh, and, uh, well, a lot of it is, I mean, I, I spend time with the with the players and and uh, just try to get to know them on a personal level because I think that that makes for a better broadcast when you got some inside stuff. So um, just spending time with them. I mean, just like, like for, for example, I know we want to talk about KJ, but uh, KJ and I have been playing a lot of Madden lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, KJ's pretty good. KJ's pretty good. That's high so, praise coming from uh, Quinn. Quinn is no joke on Madden. Yeah. He will make you want to tear yeah. your hair out. It's miserable, let me tell you. And don't even think about getting him on the old college game. Even worse. <laughs> is that a well, bad thing you, that he's good at Madden? I mean, that's what kids do. They practice. They go to class. Uh, can, and they can, play can video we get games. Can we study some more tape instead of playing Madden? Oh man, come on, Wes, stop it! See, I'm, I'm I've never been a video <laughs> game guy, so I, I I've never I, I don't know. I just I don't know this, how much fun you guys are. I missed out on it's it. great mental preparation. <sighs> Quinn, tell him about all the great things you That's can gain. Right. You're reading defenses. Absolutely. You're calling Look, plays. Actually, you're right, man. There are a lot of people who uh, utilize Madden to to help with understanding coverages. They got all the uh, unique coverages that you see in the pros and. I mean, it's 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 actually a pretty solid training tool. So I know some people who u- utilize it as to help their quarterbacks to uh, to get better. But uh, KJ's doing he's putting in plenty of work. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, film study, working out. So I, I expect him to have a great year. What what do you want to see from him? He had such a I think for a lot of people it was a very eye opening and I hate to call it surprising. That's to that's to indicate that we had lower expectations, but. I think he performed as well or better than anybody could have guessed that he would, maybe even including himself. What What's the next step for him, Quinn? Well, I mean, the way he did it last year is uh, he had Traylon Burks on the outside who really was a coverage dictator that was able to win one-on-one battles. Arkansas is a team that led the SEC in rushing, and so when you load the box and you put one-on-one coverage out there with Traylon Burks, then you've got an opportunity to have a big play and an explosive play. He's, he was able to hit it. Teams last year early on in the first part of the season didn't think he was going to be able to hit those balls down the sideline. And the deep ball is one of the best balls that he he throws. And so I think that that played directly into his hands, gave him a lot of confidence. Uh, so now what we need to see is, uh, you know, how do you distribute the football to three, four eligible receivers uh, going through your progressions, um, and being able to have somebody or be able to complete balls uh, all across the field when um, you're trying to establish a number one receiver and trying to get everybody involved. So that's going to be the biggest thing, spreading the ball around. And, you know, when things got tough, he could just throw it up to 16 last year. And uh, so I think his maturity and his growth, can he bring along a receiving core? And I think he'll be able to do that. 
Can you do that over the summer, or do you need to be in pads and kind of you know in practice to to get that relationship with a wide receiver? Yeah, no, it, it's all that stuff. It's it's spending time with one another uh, in the summer. Uh, it's throwing. Um, I mean, you'd like to be in pads, but you can gain a lot in the uh, in in the summer. Um, just eating with one another and uh, hanging out, going to movies, talking, and just understanding, playing Madden. Uh, doing things like that that's just going to allow you to uh, to create that that conversation where you can say hey when this happens I need you to do this or when this happens I'm going to do this and so just really creating a communication uh, with your receivers is really critical Um, he's going to have to have somebody step up I'm not sure who who that's going to be uh, but yeah he can get it he can get a lot of it done in the summer uh, I know in the spring, and I don't know if it was fully defined who that person was going to be. I think they're still hoping and wondering who that person is going to be. So I think that uh, when they get in the fall camp, that's really going to be the biggest thing for KJ is to be able to figure out who is going, who he's going to distribute that football to. Is there anywhere for him to go physically? I mean, has he reached, do you think, his peak as far as size, speed, strength, that kind of thing? Or is there is there improvement to be made for him, you think, going forward? I mean, I think, I mean, there's, there's always improvement. I mean, I think a lot of it is going to depend on how, you know, how big he wants to be. If he, you know, if he, if he wants to lose weight and, and try to, you know, pick up speed, but I mean, the guy is six, three, two forty five. Uh, and as uh, for this offense is, I mean, that, that's very dominating. I mean, that, that could be very imposing for a defensive back who has to make a business decision when they want to mm-hmm. come up and tackle him. So uh, I think, I think, his size and his demeanor, the way he plays right now, is a lot like Cam Newton. So a big physical guy can can really be a ball carrier for you when you get into the goal line, be your best goal line back in certain situations and, and uh, you know, get you critical yards in the run game, pull it down and, and scramble and do what he needs to do. So I, I think it just depends. I mean, I don't know how much faster he'll be able to get. I mean, he's a big kid. I mean, big, big guy. And uh, – uh, I, I think the sky's the limit for him. It just depends on uh, what, what he sees and what he really wants to do. Quinn, I was told uh, someone had seen him, and it was noticeable, the weight loss. Like he'd lost 15 pounds possibly. Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, he look, to me, he looks leaner. Uh, you know, he's like when you see him on the field, I mean, he's definitely big with those pads. But when you see him up in person, I mean, you could, you could tell he's lean. Um, and he's feeling good. And uh, I, I think um, – I, I think he is uh, probably lighter than he was last year. I know I said 245. I don't know what his, his, his weight total is now, but he looks lean, whatever, whatever it is. And so that's going to allow him to move. We saw that he could move at 245, 250 last year. If he's any leaner, his speed is going to pick up. His quickness mm-hmm. is going to pick up. And then that's going to allow him to be able to get in and out of situations that you know my, most guys wouldn't be able to. You talked about a guy stepping up. Could Malik Hornsby be that receiver? I don't, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm when I first when I think about that, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't see your backup quarterback being your number one receiver. Uh, I mean, I think he can be a guy that can come in in certain situations and provide value, whether it's catching a quick hitch and, and quick twitching and and making things happen, or or running down the sideline and just outrunning everybody for a streak route or something like that. But I don't think you can depend on your number two guy to be that number one receiver. I think it's going to be one of the, it could be a transfer. It could be Jaden Hazelwood. Uh, and that's the guy that I'm really thinking has really got to step up and make that happen. But uh, as far as Hornsby, I think we need to really make sure that when we use him, 
uh, you use them in the right way because you only got four quarterbacks in that room right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, if KJ ever goes down, and KJ is physical, and KJ is going to run it, and he'll take some licks, you know. So I don't, I don't know how Kendall and Sam, Sam plans to to do that. But when you've got a talented guy like Malik Hornsby, you've got to find a way to get him on the field. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know what that looks like. And you're playing Russian roulette every time you do it. Talking to Quinn Grovey on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. You uh, got a chance to see a little bit of Hazelwood in the spring. You know, he's got a, obviously a good reputation. What was what were your impressions of him seeing him out there? Well, I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, yeah, he's got a great reputation come from Oklahoma. He was able to, uh, to catch a few touchdowns over there. Um, I think he's a solid route runner, catches the ball with his hands. Uh, and he, he believes he's a big-time receiver. And, and to, uh, to be a big-time receiver, you got to believe it. And so I think he feels like he can fill that void as the number one receiver. But watching him, it's all about transitioning. I mean, when you come in learning a new offense, terminology and all those things that you have to pick up is sometimes difficult. Um, so picking it up in the spring, and I, and I think he had some injuries too. He, I mean, he was in a he was in a green jersey a lot of times, but um, and that part of that could be you know not wanting to get him hurt or injured. But yeah, he's a he's a guy that. Uh, his route running is it's superb. He can get open. He's played big-time football already. So that, that that's a plus in a big way. You know, we were talking about receivers stepping up, and he KJ and, and Trey Knox seem to develop a pretty good chemistry. And he went to him in a number of critical situations late in games last year. And, of course, Trey was still just learning to play the position. I know he's got high hopes for himself and has bulked up some. I've had a, a couple of conversations with him over the, the summer. Um, yeah. You know, I, I got to think th- the sky could be the limit for him. I mean, we know he can catch, and it seems like maybe tight end could be the the magic thing for him to get him to the next level. Yeah, he may have backed into the position <laughs> that that could make him some money. I yeah. mean, you know, you you, you talked about him, uh, you know, really adapting and and growing in that role. And I mean, you know, first of all, he had to accept it. I mean, that's tough when you're a a high school um, superstar. You come in and you think you're going to be this wide receiver that's going to put up all these numbers and set records and et cetera. And then now you're not even playing wide receiver. Now they say, we want you to move to tight end and you're already really, really skinny. I mean, you know, you're looking at it, you think, man, that really don't make a whole lot of sense. But in pass catching situations, it does make sense because he's a guy that can uh, roam the middle of the field. He's always going to be able to beat a linebacker. Uh, if you bring a safety down, he's always going to have an advantage there too. He's tall. And now he's put on the weight um, that that's giving him a better chance. You know, if he's going to go to the next level, he's going to have to be able to to uh, to, to block a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the NFL too, they have specialized pass catching tight ends nowadays, mm-hmm. and so it could be an opportunity there. But I know he is committed to the role, and I think he is bought into the fact that he can be a significant uh, contributor to this football team down the middle of the field. And I think KJ will utilize uh, Trey Knox in a big, big way. I saw Trey at the Brandon Burlesworth camp, I guess about a month ago, and he looked the part. He looked like he tied in. He put on some good weight, and man, is he excited. He was discussing this offense and all the different weapons, but I think more than anything, just having Coach Brawls back another year with the quarterback, how much more can they do with that offense with all the experience in the same coordinator? Well, prime example, and when I was talking to Kendall, um, this this uh this summer we did an interview with him and uh talking with kj i mean kendall talked about we talked about that exact same thing this being the first quarterback 
that Kendall Browse has had returning, which I thought was absolutely nuts. But he said, first day of practice, KJ walks to the line of scrimmage. You only got five offensive linemen. He sees a slide, uh, a slide blitz where they're going to be bringing six. He slides protection uh, and uh, picks it up and was able to throw the ball down the sideline for a big play. Now, if you're just now learning the offense, if you're trying to figure out what's going on, you don't do that. What, what you do is drop back and get hit in the back. And so uh, KJ on day one is doing advanced stuff, which he should. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a been in the, the role as a starter for a year, but now year two, you walk to the line of scrimmage and things get slower. You see it, you understand it. And so just things like that allows you to springboard and, and just build on what you did last year. So he had a great year last year. You can, I mean, you know, logic says that he's going to build on that. You got the same offensive coordinator back, got both your offensive line back. You don't have a receipt. You don't have trailing back, but you've got some other guys who could fill the void. Logic says that he's going to build on that. And I think uh, with that, with that consistency and understanding the terminology and him and Kendall being on the same page, that's, that's what I expect. They got a couple transfers on the defensive line, Quinn. Do those guys need to contribute? Do they have to have them to play? And have you seen or heard anything about these guys? Uh, they're absolutely they're absolutely going to have to help out. I mean, when you look at that defensive front, I mean, you lose a Ridgeway, you lose a Utsi, and you lose a Trey Williams. I mean that that uh, that really puts you in a bad spot. And so you got Landon Jackson from LSU that uh, hopefully can come in and help you out. That's got some experience. Jordan Dominic from Georgia Tech and Terry Hampton from Arkansas State. I mean, those are the guys that you hope can come come in and, and give you some leadership because when you look at the defensive front. I mean, it, it, it's the guys that have grown. I mean, you, you know, the you know the Marcus Millers, Isaiah Nichols, those guys have grown in a big, big way. But uh, no doubt about it, those three down linemen last year were really a critical key to Arkansas' success defensively. And so I think uh, hopefully those guys can, can uh, come in and make some plays. I think they'll always continue to look for defensive linemen because you see the impact of winning in the SEC. You've got to win in the trenches. And – that's why I think you'll always see Sam go after defensive linemen uh, in the portal to get some guys in with some experience. And then with the two transfers in the secondary, uh, with Brito and McGlovern, they got to feel very comfortable yeah. with that back end. They, I mean, Catalan coming back, and they got a lot of experience. A lot of guys have played, and then they added two more. That that's a strength of the, de- the defense, right? Well, I hope so. I mean, you know, you hope so. I mean, you lose Monteric Brown, who had one of the best seasons. I mean, quietly had one of the best seasons that a cornerback has had in a long time, being all SEC uh, in certain polls. But it's good to see those guys from um, McGlovern coming from LSU and, and Brini coming from Georgia. Those guys have got to help. But you lose a guy like Fouché. You lose a guy like Greg Brooks, who was very, very instrumental, who will be going to LSU. So uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. To me, the biggest thing is uh, who do you who do you rock over there uh, at, at the cornerback position? That's that's going to be opposite of Ladarius Bishop. I mean, who who's going to be over there? Uh, is it going to be Hudson Clark? Who, who's going to do that? Will it be one of these new guys? Um, so to, that'll be the most critical thing in that secondary, in my opinion. Quinn, we're going to let you go. Enjoy the rest of your summer. We'll be talking soon, courtesy of our friends at Petty Jean Meats, I hope. I don't know if that's a done deal yet, but I'm going to assume that we'll be uh, smashing (laughs) some ham and bacon here soon and talking with you on the air. I like it. All right, fellas, y'all take care. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Quinn Grovey on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.